Calm down, lad. Take two. Take two. Take two. All right. Now we're ready. Welcome to Excess and Defect 2020, a Linton series about the vices and virtues and how we can overcome the vices in our lives and grow in virtue as we follow after Christ. I'm Deacon Will, and today I'm joined by uh, two of the seminarians from the Diocese of Austin. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, My name is Sergio. I am in my second year of theology. And we're getting ready to just finish our exams, our midterms for spring break. So sweet. Real excited to be taking a, a break from that. <laughs> awesome. And I'm Lad coming back at you once more. All right. Lad is a three time. Uh, this is the third episode that Lad will be on. No, let's right? actually not. Not exactly. This is the fourth episode that I will have been on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> However... <laughs> That's true. Wait, are you sh- Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, uh, a certain deacon <laughs> forgot to press the, the record button uh, on another uh, another episode. And um, so this is the third episode that you will be hearing, but I've been on four. Yeah. I mean, can you really call it an episode if it wasn't recorded? Lad? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, right? There's no evidence. All right. Scratch that. We were going to talk about Vanglory, but now we're going to get into the depths of this question. Instead. We're going to get into the depths of. <laughs> the metaphysics of yeah. whether something exists. What does it mean to be an episode? Yeah, exactly. No, but uh, yeah, so today's topic, as Lad mentioned, is vain glory. So that, that brings a question to my mind, um, because if we're talking about vain glory, that seems to be one of those fancy compound words uh, that is, so that's like two words put into one. We got vain and we got glory. So maybe we start there. What's glory? Hmm. Accolades. Or some kind of like acknowledgement, like an acknowledgement of something that's good. An acknowledgement of something that's good. I think that that's a pretty good definition. What about you, Serge? Uh, makes me think of the Old Testament, the glory of God coming down. So I like to think of it as his presence in a very powerful, particular way in in our midst. Yeah, this is an interesting. So, so we kind of got two, two different, not not differing, well, differing definitions, but uh, uh, I don't think they're mutually exclusive definitions here. Accolade or honor, right? Uh, on the one hand, which is maybe coming at it from uh, a human perspective, and then we think about the glory of the Lord from like a theological perspective. So, what is the goal? How how do we connect those? I think. So I, you know, hearing Serge's, um, you know, just kind of thought about glory. I think that lies within the genus of um, of accolade or honor to that which is good. When we talk about the glory of God, I mean, we're talking about like the preeminent good, right? Um, and so that's us acknowledging and um, and honoring to the highest extent to, to to our highest faculties that which is the utmost good and when, and when i say good i mean that that even that falls short right of um, of what god truly is so i think yeah so i think you know kind of what serge was saying is um, lies lies within the genus of the broader definition of just an accolade or an honor for that which we recognize to be good in some fashion yeah so so it seems like there's something about um, glory that it's like a manifestation 
of of the goodness or of the honor of something, right? Um, maybe it has something to do with uh, like beauty or goodness or truth. That, that these things are are glorious in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, certainly, God is is glorious. Um, now, one of the things that uh, we, we kind of talk about uh, in the in our tradition, right, is like that will be the the glory of God, right? So uh, we say, uh, for example, the Gloria when we're not during Lent, right? <laughs> uh, so you, you haven't heard that in a couple of weeks at Mass, but at most Sunday Masses we we say the Gloria. So. Uh, there's something that it's like giving honor to God for for like the goodness that because He's the most honorable honorable person, right? Recognizing the, that goodness in a yeah, recognizing it in a more you're more aware of it. The focus is more on let's actually pay attention to it and describe it mm. instead of just kind of like oh yeah, it's this passive goodness. It's more of like yeah, let's write about it let's um talk about it sing about it yeah yeah, yeah right. exactly yeah. i mean uh, yeah. so there's and, and in fact right there's a lot of uh, saints that talk about uh, the one that comes to mind for me is always saint irenaeus who said that the glory of god is man fully alive right and that that man fully alive is the vision it is when he sees the vision of God, which is the like the manifestation of God's glory, right? So uh, it, there's there's something interesting about glory, um, and that leads me to this this uh, the next part, right? So we've got glory on the one hand, and that's the that's kind of this genus, and then we have this specific thing, uh, this word that gets added to it, vain glory. So. Uh, what is I mean when you th- when I think of the word vain, the first thing that um, pops into my mind is like the person looking in the mirror, right? And like vanity, the vanity, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And then the second thing, because I'm a nerd, right? And I had a, a really good class in uh, my second year of seminary um, about the philosophy of God. Is the first line of the book of uh, I always get this wrong, Ecclesiastic. Ecclesiastes. 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 Ecclesiastes, yeah. Uh, which is uh, vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, saith Quoholeth. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. Right? And, like, w- so what is vanity? Like, I, I just hear this this word. What is vanity? I would say it's emptiness. It's this shallowness. Um, you're trying to show yourself... That you have something, but in reality, it's not backed by anything. So, I would say vanity is this expression, outward expression of trying to appear like you maybe you're interesting or you're worthy of something, but in reality, it's just it's just a show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other so the other kind of use of the word that's the root of that of vanity or vanity of vanities um, when we talk about something being in vain. Right. right. If it's yeah. and, and kind of starts going off of what you said, kind of this this emptiness or this shallowness or, or misdirected. And I think of how it's you know when it's compounded with the word glory, vainglory, Right. It's um, it's wrongly wrongly ordered or or maybe um, sought after in, the, in an incorrect way or in a shallow way or in a misguided way. Um, yeah. Some some we're, we're trying to appropriate or maybe not. 
maybe to our, if it's about ourselves, yeah, we're trying to appropriate glory that is in fact not due mm. to us, hmm. right, in some vain sort of way. Right, or to go about getting glory. Yeah, so, so right, there's, it's, so it's aping or it's imitating the, uh, the, this true uh, good of glory. So it, it kind of opens a door to seeing, um, we talked about how every vice is rooted in, Every, every one of these capital vices that we're going through is kind of rooted in, in the vice of pride. And pride is this love uh, or this, this um, malformed desire for excellence, right? An excellence that surpasses um, not like it's the a, a wrong, wrongly going about to get excellence or to acquire something or to be something that we're not. Right? So it, it's this rejection. Pride is a rejection of creatureliness, a rejection of uh, humility. Um, and so one way that we can do that, it seems, is this excessive love of honor or the recognition or approval of people. Um, because it's not wrong to, to want glory, right? There's, there's something that it's not wrong to desire uh, honor, honor, praise, yeah. praise, right? I mean, when the kid is a little kid and he gets a, a hundred on his spelling test, that was always, the, I hated spelling tests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? And, and you bring home the spelling test and it, you get a hundred on it and you studied for that test. Like mom and dad are really happy and you show mom and dad and it goes on the fridge and it's not wrong that the kid like loves the fact that his mom and dad take kind of honor in him, right? And, and that they um, that they give him some sort of glory for that. You know, recognizing all his hard work. Exactly. Yeah. But it would be wrong, right, if the kid was like, oh, man, I didn't study for this test, but I want the honor. I want it to look like I was doing that I that I'm worthy of honor, mm-hmm. but even to a certain and extent, cheating, right? Sorry to interrupt. Even, even to a certain extent, though, I I, I think there is a line between um, like it, it is it is good and, and and healthy and can be virtuous to enjoy the the glory or the honor that you receive mm-hmm. for something done well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's different than everything that you do well. You do well for the sake of glory or honor so it's a, it's a, I think there's a distinction there so going back to the example of the kid with the spelling bee or the spelling test rather if everything he ever did academically any kind of achievement was always done expressly for the purpose of attaining glory and honor mm-hmm. then I think that would fall into the category of vainglory it would yeah where as opposed to if he if he does that um, for the sake of excellence um, in his academic pursuits, like it would be perfectly natural and good to enjoy the the glory and honor he gets, but it's not it, that d- the desire um, to receive those is not what animates all of his action. Right. It's not the it's not the final uh, kind of the, the, the final, final end. Desire, right? yeah, the, the final, final end. Of the final end. Because it would be even yeah. more perfect if he did it not just for the excellence in his academics, but if he if he ordered those academics. To the glory of his family, which right. is ordered to the glory of God, uh, right. right? Like yeah. all yeah. of these things, and that's the thing, right? All of the the vices and every type of sin, really. It's it's not. There's something. There's something that's out there, and that it's good. It's or it's apparently good, 
And that, that means that there's something that's attractive about it. There's something desirable about it. And the, the problem is that we go about either we have the wrong intention in choosing this good thing or we go about it the wrong way mm-hmm. to get to that thing, which the second uh, going about it the wrong way um, is usually kind of a hidden case of the first. Usually, um, if you have, if you're like, okay, I my life is centered on following Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. then not to say that it's easy at all, right? But there's a certain kind of, okay, I choose these things, and I don't choose these things because even though these look good, like that's not in accord with who I am as a as a follower of Christ, as a, a beloved child, and I rest in the fact that. I am loved by God, not for what I do, but because he mm. made me. Um, and and so it's a kind of, and that's fundamentally opposed to pride. Um, so I guess what I'm saying with that kind of example, that we, to kind of bring it all back to the example of the kid who cheats on the spelling test mm-hmm. to get glory, it's not wrong for him to desire to do well. And it's not even wrong for him to even desire to, like, please his parents. Right. Uh, What's wrong is if that's everything, right? Mm -hmm. If that's the if that's the the sole uh, desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and to to use the to use the vocabulary that you used just a minute ago, if if his if the intention is nothing but the glory, yeah. Then that then it's it's. It's disordered in that sense. And if the method, mm-hmm. if the route that he chooses is via cheating, that also is a type of right. disorder, right? So we see two different ways that he could step, he could know, step in the wrong this. way. Yeah. You know? So I think that there's, there's a, a, Thomas is really helpful here. Um, he talks about vainglory as the excessive desire for, for this honor, this glory. Um, and it's empty. And he says there's three different ways that we can fall into this. So I'm just going to try and break this down a little bit because I think that sometimes we fall into vainglory without even knowing it. And if we know these things, then we can kind of be on our on our guard a little bit more. Um, so first, we can seek something that's not really. Um, we can seek something, seek glory in something that is unworthy of glory. For instance, when we seek something frail and perishable, right? This is like glorying in stupid things. <laughs> if you want to, like, that's the, that's like the, you know, uh, it, if you want to say it, right? Like, hold my beer and watch this, guys, right? Like, <laughs> or, that, that or, kind of thing. Or me glorying in my massive meme and GIF collection on my phone. <laughs> this guy, I am going to give Vlad glory for this. It's unbelievable. Uh, he has a, a great number of memes. Uh, he teaches me memes all the time. Uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not very meme. Sometimes uh, a meme is worth a thousand words, uh, you know? <laughs> golly. So, speaking of glory, yeah, glorying in stupid things. Uh, <laughs> And then, so the other the other way, another way that we can fall into this is if we, um, if we seek something when that that uh, like on our intention. So when our intention, as we talked about, is wrong, uh, it, you know, if we cheat because we want the to look good, right? Um, and then, thirdly. He said, and this is maybe the worst kind of, or the the root of all of the other ways, is that when we don't 
refer the desire of our own glory to its due end, which is the glory of God or the spiritual welfare of another person. Mm. So if it's, you know, putting it kind of just real simply, if our glory is not uh, directed as an act of charity towards our neighbor or towards God, then it's not rightly ordered. Right. If, and, if it's self-aggrandizement. If it's self-aggrandizement, yeah. it will it will destroy us, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so we, but it's not wrong to know ourself. Um, so I think that it's, yeah, it's helpful that Thomas talks about, like, we should know ourselves. We should know the good that we do. We sh- it's not wrong to desire to be recognized for it. But if we're just doing it for the sake of recognition, that's that's the problem. Right. Well, I think it was interesting, too. You use the word like it, like we destroy ourselves, especially with that third one. And I think a relevant example that probably a lot of people um, can can relate to or at least have maybe witnessed is with the current like social media culture, like mm-hmm. the Instagram culture. Right. Where I mean, it's kind of interesting or kind of strange to think of it maybe with this vocabulary word of seeking glory or honor on Instagram. But in a sense, yeah, it, it's um it's seeking to be glorified through through how you're, you're portrayed, and and uh, again to use the terminology that you use, it destroys us. And we see, you know, people talk about, yeah, I was addicted to Instagram, or I just mm-hmm. had to have, uh, you know, just, it is consuming to always come up with the, some kind of content, regardless of what might actually be happening yeah. in your life. You're you're just consumed with this need, like a compulsion, to put the kind of content up there to bring yourself glory. I definitely yeah. think that, especially in today's technological environment with Instagram and Facebook in a way this honor like this false honor this vainglory can be kind of measured by the number of likes you get by the number of reposts like that people are are, yeah that you get whenever you share something I have a friend that does podcasts too and he said you know I really I recently had a really good podcast and I asked him like oh yeah what why was it really good? It got the most shares ever. And I, I was thinking, man, he, he's in a way kind of putting the value, put it, kind of measuring his like worth, like the, the goodness of it, if you will, based on how many, how many people got it, how many people listened to it and liked it. So right. I think that's one of the, the dangers of today's uh, society is that Technology kind of makes it easier to fall into this temptation of Bangalore. Yeah, no, I think you're you're on. You guys are both onto something there, um, and we have to kind of parse that out a little bit more because it's not wrong to uh, to say, well, okay, um, we have some good good message that needs to that should that people need to hear right right? the gospel right Mm -hmm. and that's what thomas is talking about when he talks about the the spiritual good of another Mm -hmm. so take for example someone like robert bishop robert baron Mm -hmm. this man has an unbelievable following on facebook instagram uh youtube all this kind of stuff but what does he do with it it all goes to the glory of god Right. I mean, presumably. Right. I don't know his his intention, his heart. But I I, it seems to me that he refers to God. Right. He takes things and he uses that following for the glory of God. The problem is it's so easy to just get caught up instead of saying, I want to do things that are honorable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Instead of saying that to stay 
I want to be honored. You see the, the, yeah, the yeah. and that's the difference between seeking glory rightly and seeking and seeking it for itself. Basically, right. it's almost like you don't seek glory because for your salvation, it's not necessary, right? No, the, maybe some of the best. Uh, I heard this story about a uh, a Carthusian. I think mm-hmm. it may have been said in a homily here. So the Carthusians, they're this amazing religious order, but they spend their entire life basically in silence and praying for the world, right? They, they live in like a, a little cell, they come together for mass. And there's a story of this, uh, this Carthusian abbot or whatever, um, they had to move the grave of a, of a Carthusian. Mm-hmm. And then when they dug him up, he was incorrupt. Right, oh, like, oh, wow. and and what did the abbot do? Well, he said, uh, "Put him in the hole over there." You know, like they didn't, <laughs> they 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 didn't bring honor to him, right? Because it was not like it's not uh, like for other people to recognize our goodness is not necessary for our salvation, but it's not wrong to use their recognition of our goodness or the message, the goodness of the message that we have mm-hmm. for their salvation, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so, again, I think a lot of it just comes down, a lot of what we're talking towards is, um, talking towards, is that good English? Talking at, speaking around. Speaking, speaking towards, but anyways. Um, I, again, uh, so much of it comes back to the intention, mm-hmm. I think. Because certainly we can do honorable things, not for the sake of it, but recognizing like, this is this is something that will bring like that there is honor that is going to to come from this yeah. right to to recognize that to not be afraid too I think that might be that might be maybe swing to the other end of yep. the pendulum is that right. we're like we're afraid to do anything that, that is good or true hmm. or, or beautiful for like for fear almost of being honored like oh no I don't want to be honored I don't want to receive glory um, no 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 we don't want to, we don't want to to go in that direction again is to recognize the goodness of the thing that we're, that we're participating in and um as you've said a couple times now deacon will to reflect to reflect the glory yeah. um you know back back to god yeah. uh for the and and uh like understanding that that is the real purpose um that and the sanctification of, of those around us it, you know funny story i think of Bishop Barron, when I first started watching his videos, he was still Father Robert Barron, rector, oh, rector at right. Mundelein Seminary. Because I watched those a ton when I was going through RCIA, like mm. like that. Like I would watch those videos all the time. Um, and uh, so yeah, that's that. That's just that kind of came to mind too. Thinking about you know here here he was doing something clearly not to bring honor to himself. Yeah. Um, but look at look at how God has used. Um, used his ministry yeah i mean that's exactly right there's this uh, a flourishing of of graces that have come from that so uh we've talked a lot about the vice now um so i kind of want to shift and i want to talk about the the um I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about the opposite vice, which you just touched on, which is the the opposite vice to uh, vainglory is pusillanimity. If I'm saying that right, pusillanimous. Pusillanimous. It's one of my favorite well, words. That'd be the adjective, I suppose. Pusillanimous. Yes. So it means uh, literally means smallness of soul, right? So animus is soul. Pusillus, I guess, is small. Something like that. <laughs> uh, no, but it, yeah. So it, it means smallness or weakness of soul, and um, 
so in between these this vice of vainglory and this vice of pusillanimity is magnanimity. Magnanimity. I can't say this word. Magnanimity. Magnanimity. I don't know. It's like a volcano explode. Magma. Magnanimity. Um, anyway, but the point being that uh, that it's a greatness of soul, right? That seeks to be honorable, but not to have honor. To do the things that are good, but not to be recognized for them. It doesn't oppose recognition. It doesn't oppose those things. It just says, I'm doing this because this is the right thing to do because I follow I follow Christ. Um, it's that same, you know, and the, the greatest example of this is Christ himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he on the cross in this in St. John, especially, it's really apparent um, that the hour of Christ's crucifixion is also the hour of his glory. For example, in John chapter 12, um, he talks about um, this is like verse uh, 23, the hour for the son of man uh has the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified? So this, there's like a, a a connection even sometimes between like a great act of suffering mm-hmm. and a, and a, the great man who undergoes that act or um, takes on that act or or does that thing in order to uh, do what's right, even when it costs a lot of himself. Um, so I think that that's a important kind of. Uh, it's a virtue that's never talked about. Like no one ever told me being magnanimous. Be mag- magnanimous. 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 When I was a kid, but I think that there's a, a you know like a a a, a real a call. It calls to our heart, right? I mean, for example, that that quote that's popular amongst kind of Catholic circles from Pope Benedict. Um, you know, you were not made for comfort, but you were made for greatness. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like, then that's that's absolutely true, right? God is calling us to be glorified with Him, but sometimes that glory looks like the cross, or I don't know. Maybe we could even say every time, yeah. and glory looks like the cross. And we've talked we've talked at length now about um, how the goodness of what we can do, the the glory that it that it garners, we can reflect that towards God. But you know, I was, I was thinking too about what it means to be magnanimous. There's an element I think of charity in it because um, to receive praise, to receive glory from other people with grace. By doing that, by by receiving um, that glory with grace, you're allowing them, you're allowing other people to participate in honoring the good thing. And in fact, you like you you are facilitating and you are helping them participate in glorifying God with you, mm-hmm. like by um, by receiving that like rightly ordered praise. Mm-hmm. And and I think you know if. If you were to just shut that down and either just not do the thing at all, or not be, or not receive that that praise with grace, mm-hmm. um, in, in a sense, you're kind of like cutting off other people from being able to participate in that giving praise to God through the good through the recognition of the good act or or, or whatever it may be that, that you participated in. So it's almost there, like you're keeping your the gift to yourself because you're people want to praise that, but you're saying no, no, no. It's almost like this is my maybe my efforts, and mm. I don't want you to 
or maybe I don't, I'm scared of, for example, I'm scared on one hand of being vain, uh, having that va- vanity and, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm scared of not, not sinning. So therefore I'm, I'm, I'm going to reject your praise, but this, or it could be also be, this is my effort. So, um, I don't need you to thank me or I don't, I don't, it's not really necessary or, or you like that or you take that his praise and you, you twist it into, into yourself, into your. Yeah. No, I think that you, that's brilliant. Or what you just said, I just like, it either goes and you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm the goat. I'm the greatest of all time. I learned that from uh, a fellow seminarian. Have you heard of that? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. I'm the goat. Right. Uh, or, uh, or no, 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 no. I couldn't do any, I didn't do anything right. I don't deserve your praise, you know, and, and both of those are a rejection of the good and the, the rightful glory, which God wishes of God, which he wishes to be made manifest through what you've just done. So if someone, for example, this happens, get ready guys. Uh, (laughs) This happens all the time in a homily. Sometimes you give a homily and you're like, man, I, I, I nailed that one. And you get comp- you get compliments, right? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you give a homily, and you're like, "Well, that was the worst homily that I have ever given in my life in my short career as a, <laughs> as a homilist, right?" But he, almost every time that happens, people still are like, "Thank you, thank you for your for your words, thank you for all mm-hmm. you, you know." Mm-hmm. And you're just like, "Well, that no, that was." My temptation is always, no, that was crap. Like, you, you don't have to thank me. Like, that's ridiculous. Stop. But what I should do is what Vlad is talking about, right? Refer it to God and say, well, mm-hmm. thank you, right? Acknowledge their, their praise of me, but also uh, see it not as they're praising me, but as they're giving glory to God uh, for the thing, the work that he's done that has been brought to completion in and through me. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's a, a, a good deal. Um, any other uh, thoughts, comments? How, how do we overcome this, uh, this vice as we kind of wrap this, wrap this puppy up? As you guys are talking, I keep thinking of gratitude, this thanksgiving for, for the gifts that we're worthy to have but also share with others. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you keep, like we keep saying, refer always to, back to God this gratitude of that it's not ours to keep but it's for us to delight and share with that's awesome yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah stole the words right out of my mouth yeah, great, <laughs> like great. gratitude yeah seriously um yeah i think gratitude um humility again we talk about how pride you know is kind of an underlier for this too and if we know that humility is the contrary to pride then then uh, that that humble spirit, you know, yeah. recognizing and having that humble spirit, I think that's a that's a real way to to combat it. You know, one uh, and this doesn't really necessarily relate to how do we combat vainglory, but we, we keep on bringing up the uh, um, glorifying God, like we've been talking about that a lot. And I think it's important to to bear in mind too that you know there's there's absolutely nothing that we can or cannot do, no action or lack of action on our part will add to or detract right. from God's glory. But in fact, like engaging in that and participating in glorifying God, in fact, raises our hearts and our minds yeah. to to his level. And, and, and it's, it's through that um, that we 
can um, participate in his divine life. Right. And his his glory, right, is made manifest in us, which is the way that, like, we say that the glory, that going back to that Irenaeus quote, right, that's the that's the thing is, like, he it, he's the cause of all of that in us. And so he doesn't change. He's not more glorious. Right? He's God. But he's giving us a share of that which he has from all eternity mm-hmm. and that's what's amazing about it and that the fundamentally that's what uh that's why vainglory is dangerous right because it goes against that which we're actually called to which is to be living and walking and talking reflections of the glory of god in the world because we're so fixed on him and um, so, yeah, I, I would say uh, just just one other thing to think about um, for for as far as overcoming this vice, um, ask yourself the question, right, in a very practical way. Uh, am I doing this because it's going to bring me honor or am I doing this because it's honorable? I, you know, just like those kind of questions. Am I doing this because it's good or am I doing this so that I'll look good? Mm-hmm. So in that kind of distinction and then say, OK, well, if it's good, if I and, and sometimes we have we, we might find ourselves going, well, I'm doing it because it's good, but it's also going to really make me look good. Pray for what's called rectitude of intention. No. Right? Yeah. Right. Like say, Lord, I, I know that this is going to look good. And and I, but I also know that it's good for me. Mm-hmm. So give me the desire to do it just for that latter reason, right, or the reason of serving my brothers and sisters or serving you, um, as opposed to it being self-serving. And the Lord will give us the grace to do that. Um, that is a, that's a true uh, exercise in humility and a true exercise of the greatness to which we're called in Christ. Cool. Well, that's all the time that we have uh, for uh, this episode of Excess and Defect. Thanks for joining us uh, this week uh, as we talked about vainglory. Um, we invite you to uh, to share this episode if you found it helpful so that other people can also uh, find it helpful. Uh, and uh, any final comments, guys? Y'all keep coming back. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> all right. Bye.